hey, we know not everybody is naturally extroverted. And because we, we get, we'll get DMs on our Instagram or, or emails from people saying, I've been wanting to come to an event for weeks or months now, but I can't get myself to do it. And I tell them personally, hey, you're, this is Amanda. You're talking to the founder right now. Show up. It's like half the battle. It's, it's got to be hard if you've never really done this before. And I know you're putting yourself out there, but come and I'll be your first friend. Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hi, everyone. Happy 2020. I am super pumped for this year's um, very first episode of the year, and we are kicking it off with an awesome human being. Um, We are going to be talking with Amanda Smith of Dallas Girl Gang. Hi and welcome. Hello, hello. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. So it's a cool, snowy-ish morning in Dallas, which is kind of unusual. Um, Classic Texas, though. Like It was 70 degrees two days ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's so mercurial, but I like it. It keeps me on my toes. Uh-huh. Well, Amanda, um, I wanted to start with, like, what are your big goals for this year? Ooh, I love this question. I love setting goals. Um, and I think not only because I'm, like, obsessed with planners, like physical paper planners, but um, I love a fresh – and I'm not, I didn't, I'm not saying this just because this is called your podcast, but I was about to say a fresh roadmap. <laughs> um, I, I love a fresh roadmap to, mm-hmm. to see, okay, day by day, week by week, month by month, what are we doing? And this is actually something I used to be really bad at, but um, have been able to like with mentors and coaching and um, an amazing team step back and say, okay, where do we, where do we want to be at the end of you know this quarter or this year and so really looked at um what do we want to do in 2020 and so big goals for 2020 are um i would love to leave my full-time job i'm a full-time uh, music education uh, teacher so i teach kindergarten through sixth grade which is wild um my other goal is uh we want to launch in another city which is mm. really exciting Um, and then we are amping up our annual female entrepreneurs conference. And so formerly called the fearless conference, um, but now called the boss vision conference and it's the same conference, new, awesome name. And so we're really excited about that. Um, and then we just have created some really amazing new opportunities for people to get plugged in and feel a sense of community. Wow, those are all great goals. I'm 100% sure that you'll be able to attain all of them. <laughs> Thank um, you. And I would love – we're going to dive into like your story and everything, but uh, just for the sake of the listener, can you give a little bit of um, like tips on how they can kind of structure their planner, their – because I structure <laughs> my year first and then I break it down into months. Yes. Or quarters, then months, yep. then weeks, and then days. And like each of my days I like have – 
to-do list checklist and it's like you just do them you eat the elephant one bite at a time but like what's your exactly. magic formula yeah honestly there's I don't feel like there's a magic formula I feel like for me I have to have like pen and paper or a big ass whiteboard and just map it all out literally like do a big brain dump and just kind of throw up all your thoughts and then see, okay, how can I organize these out by category or topic? And then where do these need to go in our timeline of the year? You know, for us, like we're very event centric, at least in in my company. And so I have to look at all of the dates. Like when are we having the conference? When are we doing this event? When are we doing, you know, our, our monthly um, entrepreneur type events, things like that. And so if I can kind of set big goals for where do we want to be at the end of the year? And then it's, I really, it's just like reverse engineering. How mm-hmm. do we, like you said, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Um, and if you break it down literally by, the week, then you can break it down by the day and see, okay, what do I have to do every single day to get to this goal by this month, this goal by this month. And then it looks more attainable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But not only like for business this year, my calendar is so full. Um, I'm married. We have a dog. I teach full time. I just started working with a fitness coach. And so I literally schedule everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I schedule my workout. It has to be on my calendar or I will not do it. Um, I schedule like, when are we having, you know, date night? When am I going to go grocery shopping? What, because every other pocket of time, I'm dedicated to my business and then resting because working 70 hours a week or whatever, you've got to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, cause then really, and I think this is true. If you fail to plan, then you are go ahead. You're might as well plan to fail. Yeah. Um, you're not going to set yourself up for success. Just like in, you know, if you meal prep, if you don't meal prep, then you're probably going to just go grab Chick-fil-A or grab, you know, Starbucks in the morning or grab whatever. And then not only you're like not taking care of yourself, then you're spending money. And so it's just like this crazy cycle. So, um, that's kind of what I do. Um, and really having this, the business on the side of a full-time job, you have to do it. That's the only way I've been able to survive. (laughs) So, well, I totally applaud you. I know exactly what this like. I have my yeah. job, I have my business, and I have her drive, which is eventually going to uh, surpass everything and be my life's work. And yeah, um, I used to be so scheduled that it was almost paralyzing. If mm. there was any like, if there was a desire, how do I put this? If somebody wanted to pivot or I needed to pivot, uh, I would get a little bit of anxiety. Um, oh really? If you put, I, now I put a lot of intention into what I'm doing when I'm planning out my life, my days, and that anxiety has gone away with the intentions rather than just saying like, okay, these are all the things that I have to do today. Right. Um, and I think you can have a little bit of grace with yourself and flexibility because, and I was talking with my coach, Michelle about this and she was like, look, if someone calls and 
you have to have like this big meeting with a brand or something that's probably really important. Mm -hmm. Look at your calendar, move some things around. And as long as you keep it on your calendar, you know, you can be flexible because stuff happens, right? Meetings come up at your day job Mm -hmm. or someone gets sick or your car goes in the shop, like all kinds of things are going to happen. And so if you can approach it with some flexibility, but yeah, I totally understand. Well, thank you for sharing. I think all of that information is super helpful and useful. And I awesome. know a lot of folks will be able to glean some some use out of it. Um, so yeah. let's get into like your story. Um, I like to yeah. call, you know, everyone has their own road trip to success, so to speak. And many of us are going to be on it forever. Like there's different levels of successes. And, um, you know, as you continue to explore who you are and what you like and what, mm-hmm. what works for you, I feel like the you tend to get off the highway <laughs> and you start road tripping, mm-hmm. you know, and your road tripping mm-hmm. is like country roads, dirt roads. Sometimes you're off the freaking path completely. Um, <laughs> so like what is your like personal life road trip journey? And you can start it wherever it seems appropriate for you. Well, I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. So <clears throat> I love, I love being able to share my story because, um, I think that it's so important to be able to relate to people. Um, my biggest thing in our company in life is helping people not feel like they're the only one or that they're alone. So um, I grew up uh, in McKinney, North Dallas, um, or North Texas, really. And great family, parents together. I'm the oldest of three. I have a brother and sister. Um, grew up in church in a in a Baptist Christian setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so very conservative, um, background and I grew up as a musician. And so, you know, obviously a moment ago I said I was a music teacher. Um, I grew up loving music and I grew up wanting to perform. And so I picked up a guitar when I was 10, took voice lessons in high school. I led worship at our church. I led, um, worship in our youth ministry. And then really through high school and college had different internships at different churches, um, across Texas, Missouri, and Arkansas, um, went to a small private Christian school in Arkansas and literally 2000 people at this school in a town of 10,000 people. So huge shift from going, living in the big suburbs and around a big city to, literally like there's no target there's no chick-fil-a like it was kind of crazy Mm -hmm. um but I loved it I loved this shift and it was so small and intimate you just you made friends fast um and you got to live with your best friends and I think that's part of what college is about but um went to school um for music education really I wanted to go into more um church ministry and leading worship. Um, but back in, you know, 2012, 2013, there were, there weren't a lot of opportunities for women to be leaders in the church. I think that's different now, uh, which is great, but, um, but also education kind of runs in my family. It, I had been working with kids since I was, you know, 13 and, um, And so I I pursued a career in music education. So basically when you do that, you get two degrees, essentially. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't count as two two degrees, but you have an education degree and then you have a music like pedagogy degree. Mm, Okay. Um, So I 
finished in, um, in four years, normally you do your student teaching. It takes a little bit longer, but I was like, I'm not staying here longer than I have to. I want to, you know, graduate when my boyfriend does. And now husband, um, met him in college. He's from Arkansas. Uh, and then we, I, I took my first job in Arkansas teaching high school and junior high, which was kind of psycho because I looked like one of them. <laughs> Look, I have a baby face and I don't know why they trusted me with hundreds of older kids. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy in hindsight. Um, and then after that, I moved, we got married, moved up to my husband's hometown where he was a youth pastor. And so, so we, we lived in his hometown for a while. Again, small town in Arkansas. And, and this, this part is a little bit longer, but I want to kind of shorten it up. He had been working as a youth pastor there for, you know, what, what went to be about two years. And one day we basically, his boss came in his office and said, Hey, I don't know that our staff is super happy with what's happening they're thinking about letting you go. And none of this was handled well at all, especially in a church setting. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty disappointing. Long story short, there's a lot of politics and kind of diplomacy that you have to have in certain situations in churches, which is really sad, but we're all human. Um, And so we had to leave. Um, It was a small town. We weren't going to stay. Everybody knows everybody. And he grew up there. So this was not something we could just leave this job and go somewhere else. We were going to live in this pain because we lived in the city, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So we both started applying and just decided whoever kind of gets a bite first, gets a job offer first, we're just going to go. So we both put out our feelers. This all happened in like three days. Mm-hmm. I put my resume out. I got a job offer in Richardson ISD and we just made the decision and I packed my stuff in 24 hours and moved um, back in with my parents and McKinney. My husband stayed, finished his two weeks. Um, It was really, really difficult. His dad came down, helped us, helped him pack up the house. He moved our stuff here and we had to live with my parents for a while. Thank God they were so obviously like, so like, yes, like where else would you go? Come here. So that transition was and everything that happened there and the things that were said that were hurtful. And I, I want to say if anybody's been through something like this, especially pertaining to not only like losing a job or having to be, you know, pushed out or whatever the situation is, especially when it pertains to church hurt because religion and, and if maybe if your Christianity is so personal and spiritual and emotional. And so if you've been there, I have too, and you're not alone (laughs) and it really, really sucks. And so basically everybody that we knew that we did life with that loved on us, this was like our second family just kind of pushed us aside and literally not a single person has talked to us since. And this was almost four years ago. Um, And so it just kind of, it made me think a lot. And, you know, we, we both went to therapy together 
Um, and when it comes to faith, like something like that really kind of cracks your world open and everything that you believed or thought about what it was supposed to be like doesn't make sense anymore. And so we have spent the last really three years trying to figure out how do we feel about this? And really, it, I honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad that we left. I never would have started a company if we left. Uh, my husband and I wouldn't have gone through great things and grown together had we stayed, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Do so you think by losing a community, so, you needed to create one? That's a good point. Uh, in a way, Yeah. By losing that, I, I, and really, and I'll talk about this, I'm sure in a, in a few minutes, but by coming back and starting over, yeah, I was like, where, what do I do? <laughs> because yeah. I knew really my life had been, my community was the people that I went to church with or worked with at church. And that's fine, but that's not real life. Um, and I passed up a lot of other opportunities that I could have built good relationships with good people that weren't like me and that I probably needed to know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And so, yeah, I think you're right. That's a good question. I remember to ask that. Um, and so coming back here, yeah, it was, it was a struggle. We both went through a really heavy season of depression, of anxiety, of just like this crisis of not really crisis of identity, but crisis of faith and crisis of like, where, where do we go from here? So we didn't go to church for like six months probably. Or if we did, it was just because like we were going with family at the holidays or something. And so now kind of fast forward, I would say we are in a much healthier place of having gone through and figured out what do we believe where, cause we came from a very, or I came from a very conservative um, background that wasn't very open-minded as far as church and as far as the religion. Uh, there wasn't a lot of grace. There wasn't a lot of, a lot of things. And, and my husband didn't really grow up in church and he, uh, found the church and for him, a relationship with God about high school. And so pursuing this in college was a big deal. And so it really just kind of tore everything apart. But I will say I'm glad. And it's been pretty crazy. Therapy is awesome. I've really come to terms with the fact that I'm probably never going to get an apology from those people. I'm never going to get them to say that they were wrong and I don't think that they realize what they did <laughs> at all. I really, I really don't think that a lot of people told me personally that they probably thought I was happy because we were going back to Dallas. And that was really hurtful because we, I chose to move to that place after we got married because we wanted to be there. And so just a lot of different things. Um, therapy has really, really helped. I have a counselor through BetterHelp com, which is just online secure counseling. And you could do video chat, phone, 
they have a messaging portal. It's been really, really helpful. Um, and now, you know, I've been teaching for almost seven years, six years, seven years. I don't know. And that's really crazy. I teach students that have very high risk, high trauma and low socioeconomic status and not because of it's just statistically kind of how it is. And so that's like a lot of secondhand trauma there. Um, been through a lot with those kids and seeing what they've been through, what they're going through, but I love them. And that's why I'm there. I've learned a lot about leadership in (laughs) the roles that my bosses serve that I don't, um, respect the way that they're leading us. Cause I don't think it's great. And so I've learned a lot of what not to do as a leader and as a boss, because I do have one subcontract, uh, employee, and then I have interns and, and then we work with a lot of different companies. And so mm-hmm. I never want to do what they're doing to, to us as teachers. And so I think education is like this whole other conversation that I would talk about forever. But um, that's really kind of my journey and my story. And I, like I said, with our, with our goals for 2020, really, we want to influence the women of the world. And I, I think I'm, I'm okay in saying that because this is how I really feel. Influence the women of the world to feel like they belong somewhere and like they can have friendships and relationships past college and into adulthood that matter and make you feel like you have a sense of community. And so that's what I look forward to doing in the years to come. And I'm so excited. That's beautiful. So tell me about how you even conceived the idea of of putting together Dallas Girl Gang. Where did that begin? Yeah. So we moved back here, like I said, this was 2016. And I, like I said, we were starting over. I grew up here, but we, we then moved more south towards Dallas. And that's not where I, you know, knew people. And plus friends from high school don't live there anymore. We're probably not really friends anymore. So I had actually started a business with a network marketing company. So I was going to these networking events that I just found on Facebook or whatever to kind of try to connect with people. And the long and the short of it is I found that a lot of these different events, however I was connecting with them, it was a lot of the same people and it was a lot of the same types of people. Um, And so I decided to take the people that I actually clicked with that we wanted to like continue this friendship or, or continue to see if we can have a friendship. We met at this event. We really clicked and it's like, well, let's hang out. Like what's your number? What's your Instagram handle? And I took those, you know, five, 10 friends and started a Facebook group because I just wanted to keep connecting with them. Mm -hmm. And I called it Dallas girl King. And really it, it, snowballed into women telling women, telling women, telling their friends, telling their friends that this was the place that they could find community. This was, and that's ultimately, ultimately what I thought about trying to offer is this is the place that they can land. And so now our Facebook group has like, I don't know, like almost 12,000 people in it. Um, and our online platform is growing exponentially. And so really what we heard from everybody was they're either 
working a job and just need friends and want to explore the city and get social mm-hmm. or they're working a job and they have a business or they just are running a business full time and they need support, community, resources, education, and ways to grow. And so that is what we're doing. We're serving those two types of people. And I think we're doing it really well. And we're constantly just listening to what everybody is asking for and and needing so that we can serve them better and serve them really well. That is so magical and so important. I (laughs) have lived in several cities um, in the last couple of years. And like for me, it's been very important to find women who are like-minded, who are engaging, interesting, and also get to know the city that I live in. And um, I moved to Dallas about seven months ago now. And this is the only place where I haven't been super active um, in my search because I've been traveling a lot and there's just been focuses in other areas. But I came across you all mm, maybe a month or so ago. And that's because of my, my friend here who's like, oh, I'm a part of this group. You should you should join their, their Facebook page. And just yeah. like the threads, the amount of comments and, and feedback, like you have great engagement and have wonderful people um, that are on there. And like some of my other friends are a part of your community too. So um, I just, I want to applaud you because women, we need each other. Thank and, you. and what you're doing is educating, entertaining, um, and bringing, bringing humans together. And that collectively makes like the consciousness of the world a little bit better. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think you nailed it on the head and that's, that's like our biggest thing is we've, you know, cr- cultivated this online community, but the entire purpose is so that they can get offline and meet in person. Cause there's really nothing you can't replace getting to connect with people in person. Yeah. And you really can't have a, a good, more solid relationship with somebody unless you're connecting in person. And I think that's what we found was, or I think that's why it became this thing that people were constantly telling their friends about via social media was that's what they were looking for. And yeah, it's just, it's still, I'm like, how, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause like I said, you know, two years ago, I had no business model. I had no plans. I just wanted, honestly, I was lonely myself. That's why I did it. You know, I knew if I could keep connecting with these people on a regular basis and, you know, call them up if we want to go get drinks or something that I could find my people. Yeah. Oh, well, that's beautiful. And, And that's like the greatest business ideas come out of necessity in our own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, amazing. Well, how many members do you now have? Like, because uh, you have an online community, right? And then you do your events. Yeah. So in our Facebook group, we have almost 12,000, I think. Um, and then, yeah, we, we have a couple of subscription services. One, we just launched and we're really starting to educate our audience on. Um, and that's called the Bestie Membership. And really, this is for the woman that wants to get social, they want to find new friends, socialize. And so really the subscription offers them an event credit per month and local perks and Dallas girl gang specific perks. So 
it's saving them time, saving them money. And then we have a membership called the Boss Community. And this is a subscription membership that female entrepreneurs, they are looking for, like I said, education, resources, community. And I think the one thing we see in our Facebook group, which is why I created this, is they want feedback. Like, hey, I'm launching this new product, but I want to see what you guys think first. Like mm. doing some market research. Like yeah, it's the amazing. smartest mm-hmm. questions. And so we we created this online community. We used to host it on a different platform and it was not very user-friendly. And so we just switched back to another private Facebook group. And so basically they're, what they're paying for is they also get an event credit per month. They get early access to our annual conference. Um, they get online perks and resources. Uh, we have a few businesses that we're partnered with that they can get a discount at. And, you know, like QuickBooks, uh, referral links, and they can get a discount on QuickBooks or, or whatever it is. Um, but really it's this Facebook group of being able to talk to each other. And because when you're an entrepreneur, you're by yourself yeah. a lot of the times in the beginning. It's so and isolating. You're like, you go crazy. It's very bit. isolating. Yeah. And you're like, am I doing this right? <laughs> like, does anybody else know <laughs> if this is like the right thing to do or like what, you know? And so, um, we try to create content, but really just conversation starters of, you know, for example, like our make it happen Monday, like what are you going to do today to start your week or what are your plans for this week? And then, you know, Fridays, we love to, to celebrate what did you accomplish this week? Um, and so really getting those conversations started, but also it's a place where women in business can just freely educate everybody else on what they do. I think, you know, our platform is growing so much that, you know, oftentimes people want to just always tell everybody, Hey, I do this and here's my link and whatever. And I think that that's great, but you have to show up in person and it, it's going to translate more. Yes. People can discover you by posting something in a Facebook group or in a comment, but if you can be a part of something more intentional and then actually show up to the events that we're producing, that's how you're going to be top of mind in your field or industry or, or whatever it might be. And so that's what these, the people in our community are, are really getting to do in this, in this subscription service. And the cool thing is it's available anywhere. You don't have to be from Dallas or you don't have to even be in Texas. It's online. And so that's something here in the spring that we really want to educate people on um, as we go into different cities. And as, you know, our conference draws in people from last year, we had people from California, from Seattle, from what was it, Chicago and, you know, Oklahoma and Arkansas. And that's what we want to start telling people is you can be involved even from afar. And so we're really excited about that. That is so exciting and you should be. Well, um, thank you for doing this because this, yeah. this is what we need. And you know, we do have all these digital platforms and, and this is not a, a new conversation. I think a lot of people have it, but we're so stuck in our phones or stuck um, being digital, a little you know, right. uh, robot, so to speak. Um, I'm super social and love being around humans. So uh, you know, it's nice to engage, but even with me, someone who is super social and doesn't have any anxieties like that, um, 
I get nervous to show up to an event or a space. Yeah. And really what you just have to do, like, it's like for me, my rule is just show up. If you just show up, something magical is going to happen. Yep. Even if it's super hard that I'm glad you brought that up. We, um, we definitely try to educate our audience. Hey, we know not everybody is naturally extroverted. And cause we, we get, we'll get DMS on our Instagram or, or emails from people saying, I've been wanting to come to an event for weeks or months now, but I can't get myself to do it. And I tell them personally, Hey, you're, this is Amanda. You're talking to the founder right now. Show up. It's like half the battle. It's, it's going to be hard if you've never really done this before. And I know you're putting yourself out there, but come and I'll be your first friend. I'll be at the front. I'll be at the door. I'm probably helping people get checked in. And nine times out of 10, I can introduce them to someone that they're going to click with. Because if they tell me, hey, I do this, this, and this, or I'm interested in this, or whatever, I already know from the people that come you know, to our events or that I've seen online that are finally coming to our events, who I can connect them with, right? Mm. And so- I've never had a situation that to my knowledge that someone showed up and been nervous and something didn't come of it or they didn't have a good time. Mm -hmm. The only way that you're not going to get anything out of it is if you come and show up and sit in the corner or you come and show up and you don't talk to people or you don't ask me for help. You know, I tell my students all the time, if you don't ask me, or don't tell me, I don't know. Like if you're having a bad day, I I would like to know because then if you have an attitude later, I'm going to know why, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's just like on that side of things. But yeah, you've, you've got to make a, a little bit of effort for a really great return. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and I'm glad that you say I'll be your first friend. That's so warm and welcoming. Cause I will. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Well, let's go on a little bit and talk about um, rituals. Do you have any rituals? Oh, um, that's a good question. <laughs> I really, I, I kind of don't. I feel like I just put my head down and like just go and work. I think sometimes when, you know, especially if it's during the week and I've had, you know, a long week at work at my day job. If we have an event that night or something and I'm just like not feeling it or just so worn out or tired, I'll put on some, I have like a pump up playlist on Spotify Mm. and Mm -hmm. I will just try to pump myself up with like some new Jonas brothers or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that helps, but I really don't, I don't really have a lot of rituals. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm, I have a lot of rituals. Um, and I just, I don't know why I just, I know I do. Um, but I feel like your ritual is just like create your schedule and do the things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what it is. I I think (laughs) I will say Sundays, I don't do any work. I usually like rest or we go to church or watch church online or don't at all. And we rest and then I like meal prep. I probably work out and I I'll set my calendar for the week, 
but I don't usually work. Mm. I, I like have really set that hard boundary for myself mm. while I'm still working a full-time job. I, I have to have Sundays. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, I call them self-care Sundays. So yeah, that's exactly like what you're doing. I love it. All right. So I have like a few like rapid fire questions. I'm just going to keep going down these. These are my favorite. Um, would you, okay. If, what advice would you give yourself, um, at a certain age? And like, what would you say if you could go back in time and talk to like a mm-hmm. young version of you, how old would you be? And what would you say? Mm. Um, so I would probably say my 16 year old self, um, I was really nervous to talk to people who weren't like me. Um, and I'll just be a hundred, hundred percent honest. I was afraid because I, I came from a Christian background, background, very conservative. I was nervous that other people, <laughs> and I was like a very goody goody two shoes growing up. And I would still say like, I'm a rule follower to today. Cause I don't want to get in trouble. I hate getting in trouble. <laughs> I hate it when people are mad at me. So I would, I would not want to talk to other people in my classes that I knew probably partied on the weekends and like underage drink and like other stuff. Cause I was so, I was a teetotaler. I was, and I would say to my 16 year old self to relax and like, they're probably fun people and good people. They just don't think like you Mm. and that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) I would definitely, um, I would say that for sure. Wow. That's a great, a great answer. Um, and then when you think about, you know, your journey with Dallas girl gang and your personal journey, Mm -hmm. what have been like those pivotal moments where you've like taken or caught, like you've seen the billboard, like go this way and you've gotten off the highway and just taken a detour. What did that look like? and, And what did you learn in those moments? Like in a good way or good or bad. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I, I think this last year in 2019, I, I, and to me, I know other people, this makes them nervous or whatever. We, we had Jacqueline Johnson at our conference last year. She's the CEO of create and cultivate this multimillion dollar company Mm -hmm. based out of LA. She's like a Forbes 30 under 30. She has like hundreds of impress impressions. Like she's famous and she's very well known and respected. And I really didn't think twice about it. And I knew I wanted her to speak at our conference and she probably doesn't think this is a big deal. Um, but, and she's seriously so kind and genuine and she still talks to me to this day. Like, um, but asking her and her, her team and agents to speak at our conference, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of this moment that I was like, I don't know why we couldn't make this happen. And, and we did. And that was really a big moment realizing what I have kind of, or what we've stumbled on and what we have in this community and like what we're cultivating because she said yes for a reason. And I asked her why, and and we talked about it and it was awesome. Um, but that was, that was a big, a big moment. Um, and 
Yeah. I have these, these little moments here and there. Like we just partnered with, um, a, a local TV show, but she produces movie screening and movie, um, interviews and content. And so we partnered with Paramount Pictures and, and my friend Danielle with The Real Dallas, that's her show, R-E-E-L. And we did a movie screening of this new movie called Like a Boss. We did Mm -hmm. it this last Tuesday. The movie didn't come out until yesterday. And it was incredible. And we had a Real Housewife of Dallas come and do a a short Q&A panel with us at the end. And Paramount was like so supportive and they loved what we did because people aren't doing this. And so we created this, uh, this opportunity and experience to, for our audience to come experience this new movie. And that was a really cool moment. Like we showed up to the theater and kind of took over this, this movie theater. And that was a really neat moment that I was like, when Danielle asked me, I, I knew, okay, I've got, I need to lean into this Mm -hmm. because this could be big. Um, so Wow. Well, congratulations. I think that's so phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. And to just think like a few years ago, this wasn't, you didn't even know this is what you were. It was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just a, like a, you know, not just, I don't want to use that word, but I was teaching and I was, you know, selling skincare with a direct sales company and I was happy, but discovered that like I was lonely and I needed people and there's, millions of people that live here. So why not create something for all the women that live here? Yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, one final question. Um, yeah. What are you, I call it tooting your horn about? Like, what are you celebrating right now? Oh yeah. Um, I, man, I'm celebrating that we just keep growing and I don't foresee it stopping unless something crazy happens in our country. I don't know. I I'm celebrating that women are really connecting and that to me, when our numbers go up, whether it's our numbers go up on Instagram or Facebook or in the Facebook group or the podcast or whatever, that shows me that we're doing our job and that more women are being reached, which means they're telling their friends about it. Which means everybody's identifying with the message that we're sending. Mm -hmm. And our trademark is you can sit with us. And we really mean it. Anybody, any background. And really, we don't care like how old you are or how young you are. I think we naturally attract a certain demographic. But it's just, it's whoever. And I think that that is what we're celebrating for sure. Um, I think we're definitely celebrating that we're going to get to launch into a new city and, um, and I'm super pumped. I love our conference. I love putting on a conference every year. Um, and I'm just so excited about what we're planning on doing there. Wonderful. Well, um, I'm excited for everything that's happening with you all. Thank you. Um, I'm pumped to I'll meet a few ladies tomorrow from the group and see what happens um, just with your community in general. So um, thank you very much. And is there anything else, Amanda, that you would love to share? Oh my gosh. Um, all, anything, if you're wondering where you can find us, just dallasgirlgang.com and 
if you just kind of scroll and creep on everything there, it gives you all the tools and resources and ways to plug in. Um, and our podcast, I love doing our podcast, just like you're doing such a great job with the show. Um, our girl gang podcast is everywhere you can find podcast shows and we just, we love doing it. We have some fun things in store for 2020. Um, but yeah. Amazing. Well, Amanda, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, happy 2020. Happy 2020, you guys. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblatt. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.